Welcome to the SCORE Podcast, where small business matters, helping entrepreneurs, startups, and small business owners launch, grow, and thrive for the life of your business. Hello, and welcome to a special edition of our SCORE Podcast, where small business matters. My name is Armando Ojeda. I'm a SCORE mentor, and today we have an exaltation of hosts. Names you're familiar with from this podcast, Tom Nixon, our thought leader and audio engineer, and Mark Trail, an idea generator extraordinaire and unabashed dog lover. Hello, Tom and Mark. Hello. It's nice to be exalted for once. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I just say that, that it's, it's good to be an unabashed dog lover, but I just want to assure you in a platonic way, okay? <laughs> I bet you are slightly abashed with a puppy that's trying to get house trained. Absolutely. And you know... I, I, when we first, uh, we, my wife and I've had dogs our whole, our, our whole career together, if you will. And, uh, when we, you know, at one point we had, uh, four dogs, three of them were strays that we had rescued off the street and, and somehow, you know, they, they found their way into our home and our heart and we kept them till the rainbow bridge time. And with the last one that we had taken in, I told my wife, I said, you know what, I can't do it anymore. I, I said, just, it's way too, way too emotional. And, uh, so it was about a year, almost two years, we didn't have a dog. And I just woke up one morning. I said, well, I think and it's about that time. Mm. And she needed a birthday present. She's one who really wanted it. So I killed two birds with one stone. Well, I think a lot of people have succumbed, uh, succumbed to the uh, allure of a new puppy during this lockdown. Um, it was so heartwarming to see a lot of the shelters were empty for the first time ever. You know, Tom, I'm going to tell you what, when we when we went to get this puppy, uh, we just, I mean, it, it was almost worse than the housing market out there. I mean, these, <laughs> these puppies were, these puppies were taken before they even, before they even hit the, hit the, you know, up for adoption page. I'm telling you, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, Armando, maybe we should explain why there's three puppies on the show today, as opposed to the normal <laughs> two. Um, do you want to go ahead and let our listeners know why we've got three voices? Sure. And it's not just because we want to outnumber and overwhelm our guests. Right. And it's not because like none of us are not having enough airtime. And so, no, it's because all of us have been blessed with really good fortune and we feel strongly about volunteering and giving back to the small business community. So, and this is kind of a little bit, you know, because we have just come off of uh, National Volunteer Month back in April and, you know, we recognize our SCORE volunteers and our SCORE volunteers and our mentors have incredible stories and they provide so much good help you know, to the small businesses out there. So just one statistic from SCORE, our volunteers donated nearly 4 million hours of service and they helped start over 45,000 new businesses and supported the creation of nearly 120,000 new jobs and mentored over 143,000 small business clients. And all of them had higher revenues and tangible business growth. So it's very admirable. So we're very pleased to have, you know, two, uh, score mentors, you know, one very experienced and one who's coming aboard and refreshing our uh, our base. Right. Yeah. And I should just point out before we introduce our guests, those numbers that you cited, those weren't lifetime. Those were 2020 alone. So when you talk about 143,000 small business clients served, that was in 2020. So in 2021, we'll probably break that record, I would imagine. Well, let's bring on our guests, uh, Mark and Armando. We have uh, uh, 
somebody I met about two years ago when I started volunteering for SCORE, and I consider uh, a friend, a mentor from afar. He doesn't mentor me, but I, I do kind of follow his work in mentoring other small business owners. And uh, he is a certified longtime SCORE volunteer mentor, Dick Rapley. Dick, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here and be part of this. Good. And someone who I don't know quite as long, uh, but I'm getting to know, uh, is an entrepreneur in her own right. She's a self-described entrepreneur geek, if I recall correctly. Um, she is also a volunteer mentor with SCORE, but she is also heading up our committee on recruiting and onboarding. Her name is Val, and I'm going to have Val pronounce her last name for us. Welcome to the show, Val. Thanks, Tom. I'm so glad to be here. It's Val Muscalic, but I'll answer to Val M or just Val. Great. Well, thanks for making it easier for us. Well, Dick, let me start with you. Um, you had a very successful career in philanthropy. I mean, all of the well-known names, the Kresge Foundation and all of those, and clearly you did a lot of good. So in light of this history, I mean, you already had a, a propensity for helping the community. What was it that attracted you to come to SCORE? Well, Mondo, I guess what was the real driving force was the opportunity to help individuals reach their personal goals, uh, both through the mentoring and also through the roundtable groups, which SCORE is doing and which I'm a big believer in. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to have two careers that I think really helped uh, prepare me for this. Uh, the first one was uh, with Deloitte uh, and uh, in consulting. And that gave me the ability to, uh, to listen to corporations and individuals uh, to hear what they thought they needed and then to help them implement and reach those goals. So that was very helpful. Then the nonprofit part, which you mentioned, um, that was with uh, small and large nonprofits. And I guess that helped me see the bigger picture of how to help entrepreneurs. And it also gave me some of the tools to uh, how to help the entrepreneurs and have a better sense of uh, their real needs, which more often than not really reverted to uh, a plan, uh, giving them uh, helpful with their sense of confidence, a network of people that they could realistically uh, rely on uh, and help them assess their skills and strengths and their shortcomings. So uh, SCORE has been a great outlet for that. And uh, I really appreciate that opportunity to work with a great bunch of people toward those goals. Well, spoken like a true entrepreneur, I, uh, I'm sorry, a true volunteer, I heard a lot about what you put into it, which is your generosity, your skill, your knowledge, um, expertise. But what do you get out of it? is a question that a lot of people ask of volunteers in any space. So here you are, you're retired. You could just be retired and stay retired, but you're a pretty busy mentor. So the question other prospective mentors might ask is why, why do you do it? Well, again, to, to see the individuals grow, uh, I, I place a high value on awareness, self-awareness and to help these entrepreneurs get a better awareness of who they are, what they want to do, what their strengths are. Uh, that's, that's very rewarding to see them grow like that. And that probably in a simplified way, Tom, is, is what brings me the most pleasure. So that idea where the, where the light bulb goes off in their head and they get what you're saying and they actually go out and do it. Right. That's so cool. Yeah. 
I will say, you know, I was a volunteer mentor with SCORE for a couple of years, still very involved in the organization. And I um, volunteer to facilitate one of those CEO roundtables that you alluded to. So um, I'll just attest to the fact that it's a lot of work. It really is. Like, it's not just something you can do an hour or a week. So the commitment, Val, going over to you real quick. So the commitment that we ask of our volunteers is significant. So it has to be rewarding, doesn't it? I mean, there's got to be some sense of fulfillment. You're in charge of recruiting new mentors. What is your pitch to them? What will they get out of it? Or do they do it just for the love of the game like Dick here does? People do it for a number of different reasons. And so the commitment that we ask for for mentors is 10 hours a month which is actually two and a half hours a week, which isn't you know too much. That might be two to four clients that they talk to a week, depending on how long each of their mentoring sessions are. People do it for a variety of reasons. There are some people who love giving back. They love helping people. They love seeing those businesses grow and blossom. Some people do it for the network and for the experience. And, and when I say network, some people love the network of the other mentors and volunteers. The SCORE organization here in southeastern Michigan is uh, quite a community of people with a variety of different experiences, and I love all of them. And that's been the greatest part for me is just finding a group of entrepreneurs and people who enjoy supporting entrepreneurs and uh, being able to interact with them and talk about all kinds of ideas and network. So it's great. So could I ask a question here? Uh, you know, one of the, the issues that, you know, every SCORE chapter has is actually bringing in... Um, mentors and volunteers of color, you know, I mean, you're an African American person. And so, you know, what do you say to those of us, you know, who have not been part of SCORE, who didn't even know about SCORE as, as to why they should come in and be part of this great organization? Um, the people People, many people are looking for a, a place to give back. And I think historically there's been certain perceptions around SCORE and uh, one of them being that SCORE only looks for retired executives, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, I remember thinking that when I first heard of SCORE and that's really a big misconception. And fortunately, it's not the case. Uh, so what we are looking for are entrepreneurs who are working or who are retired who want to help clients with their businesses. And a lot of people in the community, whether they're people of color or not, love opportunities like that um, to help businesses grow. So people who are passionate about the SCORE mission of um, helping foster a vibrant business community, small business community, would be great volunteers. And so um, we try to find those people and bring them in and, and help put them, put them in, point them in the right direction so that they can help people. You know, those are really good points, Val. And I can even say for myself, that, you know, I, I went through a little bit of a career transition a couple of years ago, and, and you get to that point in life, I can say for me, and, and, and I think it would apply to anybody that, that has a, an idea that they want to serve. And, and I know that when I stood, stood back and looked at SCORE, I knew that I wanted to do volunteer work in the community. And there's a lot of different options that you can do it. You know, I mean, you can run a puppy rescue, you know, as one option, you know, but that, that, that obviously I'm a person who is still working full time and I'm still out there making. So I actually, my attraction to score was uh, the idea that, you know, I could do my business. And when you follow volunteer work from a business perspective, it's, it was just from a timing schedule, it just, 
allowed me to give back and allowed me to maintain the schedule that I knew I had to. So that worked really well. And, and we know with Dick, you've been with score, you've been a score mentor for a long time and you've actually written a blog about the satisfaction that you get from your score experience. What are some of the insights that you have that our listeners uh, would like to hear about as what you might say to a prospective score volunteer that would, that would make this a, a worthy endeavor for them? Well, um, I, I think the, just like the entrepreneurs, I think the volunteer has got to uh, find his own uh, values, be, become aware of what it is that he wants uh, out of life and out of, uh, of a job. Uh, I, I think being a SCORE volunteer provides so many opportunities uh, to fulfill your own desires and, and dreams. Um, if, if I might, uh, I'll just use as an example uh, um, that, that I think is, is good both for the mentor and for the entrepreneur that I encountered about two years ago. It was a mentor or a uh, entrepreneur who was coming to me uh, and didn't know what they wanted to do. They thought they wanted to close down their organization. Uh, they'd been in existence for six or seven years, which is right there as a sign of some success. Uh, but they just, I guess, were burned out uh, and they didn't know what to do. So we kind of explored together, well, what do we do? Do we fold? Uh, what are some of the options? Uh, it didn't take me long to realize that this person who was the leader was really a leader and she had capabilities that should not go un unused. And so we came up with some ideas of how to expand the organization, some new ideas that we were going into the uh, pandemic. Uh, it was a dance organization. And we came up with, uh, well, what about virtual? And before long, we were putting on uh, Zoom uh, uh, things for classes. I mean, it really kind of sparked her initiative and her uh, imagination. <clears throat> and when that happens, you can't help but be... Uh, uh, appreciate it, enjoy it and say, oh man, I was a part of that. That's great. Uh, but she was more than that. Uh, but she didn't have any direction. She didn't have a board. She needed help. So we put together a board. Uh, we put together a fundraising thing where she's got sponsors uh, of organizations uh, and, and things really started to go on fire. Uh, we downsized because she was not able to carry the overhead, new locations, smaller, things easier to deal with. Uh, it was just a matter of working together with someone who was ready, who had the initiative, and, and it was a joy to work with, uh, I think for her and certainly for me. So I don't know if that helps, but that, that's a good example of, I think, what both you can give and what you can get from these opportunities. Well, that's a really terrific example because, you know, in the pandemic, a lot of people came to SCORE because they were hit with a very sudden and disruptive force, and a lot of people didn't know what to do. And so SCORE did open mic sessions, you know, more as a forum to let people talk about their confusion and their fears and their uncertainties, you know, and just that was helpful. You know, and then I mean, as people started to get to know SCORE better and they had um, access to SCORE mentors like your, all of us, you know, then people started, you know, becoming clients. And, you know, and we really did help a lot of people pivot, just like what you said, Dick, from, you know, brick and mortar to virtual. And right now there's a lot of reopenings. 
And people are still uncertain now as to what to do, how to bring employees back, you know, and are they going to be virtual or not virtual or what are they going to do now? So, you know, right now, you know, and Val, I want to ask you this question. So, you know, we know that we can add value to those reopening entrepreneurs. So what would you tell those prospective mentors and how they can really help, you know, particularly in this time? Well, you know, and there are two different kinds of volunteers that we look for. We look for people who are current entrepreneurs or retired entrepreneurs to help our clients with their businesses. And that's hugely helpful. Research shows that having a mentor is one of the keys to being successful. So um, especially in times like this with so much uncertainty, having a mentor uh, who is more like a sounding board, who's able to offer advice, who has access to resources, can be just make the huge difference between a business going under right now and a business being able to pivot. Um, But we also look for other kinds of volunteers. And so you don't have to be an entrepreneur or mentor uh, with SCORE to be able to help with the cause of fostering that vibrant small business community. We look for people with specialized skills like human resources, finance, marketing, and social media proficiency are huge right now for people who need to change how they get the word out. And so those people are able to come on as subject matter experts who uh, help mentors with clients and also provide support to the chapter in those roles because we actually need people to help us do those things so that we can um, grow the chapter. So I say to anybody who's thinking that they might want to make a difference right now, we need you and whatever your skill, if you're passionate about the mission, we will find a way to get you involved. You know, Val, those are excellent points. And I'd like just from a little bit of a personal perspective on that, I can also say for myself that hands down, at working with the SCORE organization, and I'm talking now beyond the altruistic paying it forward, which has to be a driving motivator when people get involved in a, in a uh, volunteer capacity. But I can speak from my own experience uh, being again out there working full time, the new skills that I was able to add to my stack and learning from the clients that I was serving. I mean, I was as a as a as a mentor, a subject matter expert, or a workshop presenter, you're getting something out of the experience for what you put into it. You know, and I, I know that we can use this podcast today that we're doing right now. I, I've mentioned it before. My my son. Uh, teases me all the time that I beat him into the podcast business. Uh, here I here I am, dad out, you know, dad out doing the the new dog tricks to keep the theme, you know. <laughs> and uh, but it, you know, it's it's the ability to to gain from the experience. I mean, beyond the idea, which it's all fine and good, the fact that we're helping people, but you're getting something out of it too. That's for sure. Yeah. And I would add just what to piggyback off what you both just kind of touched on. I I think you just illustrated in a roundabout way, the diversity of uh, the makeup of our mentors, because if you need somebody to teach you digital marketing, chances are you're not going to, and I'm painting with a broad brush, but chances are it's not going to be a retired executive. Right. So, but we do have the subject matter expertise and the mentors to deliver that sort of guidance. So those people are young, they're energetic, they're innovative. They come from a diversity of backgrounds, skill sets, ethnicities. So we have all that. On the flip side, if you're looking to weather a pandemic and you can touch 
a mentor that says, yes, we will get through this. I got through the housing crisis of 2008. I got through the dot-com bust of 2000. I got through the uh, really bad recession of the late 70s. And I have a roadmap for this. And it's a pivot. That's expertise that you can't buy. You can't learn on the job. And so we do need those retired executives. We do need people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 40s, 30s. And we even have mentors in their 20s. Isn't that true, Val? That is true. We have a a wide variety of ages. And I think Mark hit upon one of the most important qualities that makes for a good volunteer, and that's a willingness to learn new things. You know, you have to be comfortable with uh, some tolerance for uncertainty. You have to be flexible, empathetic, and compassionate, but definitely willing to learn new things because this will stretch you. It will help you grow and learn. So those are great qualities that make for volunteers in any role here at SCORE. Sure. And I could just add to that. I'm, I'm working with a client now who wants to import shipping container houses from Mexico into the United States. And what I didn't realize is how big that market is. It is huge. And some of the container houses are beautiful. I mean, they're like high end, very, they're fashion statements in Mexico. And, you know, they're trying to bring that whole idea and concept here. And it's amazing what I have learned in the last three weeks. I would just add your point. I would just add to to what uh, Mark, Amanda, and uh, Tom and Bella said that you're also giving good examples of what SCORE is now doing with the roundtables. And these roundtables are really offering a chance for that exchange between entrepreneurs and uh, it calls on the mentor to be a facilitator as well, because we're not telling them what to do. We're helping them share what they've learned with each other. And it's just beautiful to watch the caring, the camaraderie that is built and the exchange of information. It's another advantage of SCORE and the approach that SCORE uses and how it can reach people. Yeah, I echo that for sure. That peer-to-peer support, um, having a unpaid board of advisors, it's crucial. Like if you've ever started a business, and I think everyone on this call probably has, you realize how lonely it can be and you start to second guess yourself, right? You don't have a sounding board. You have, you know, I have my wife and she's sick of hearing about it, but you need somebody in, you know, who's been in your shoes, who's maybe currently struggling with the same things. When you join one of these CEO roundtables, you get not only people who share your experiences and maybe are sharing your challenges, but you also get the support of people who have already overcome some of those experiences and challenges. And so you can, and it's a safe place. Everyone's there to support each other. So it's a great point. And back to you, Val, is you're recruiting mentors, but you're also, let's be clear, you're also recruiting workshop volunteers. You're recruiting CEO roundtable facilitators as well, right? Exactly. So you don't have to have a background in entrepreneurship to be able to help in this space. Mm -hmm. Um, You just have to have a skill to offer. And, you know, even skills like administrative skills, we have administrative tasks that need to be done. All of our volunteers are unpaid. The people that make the chapter work, we're all unpaid. And so the more volunteers in those roles, the better. And we need the same kinds of people with specialized skills that any other organization would need. So, you know, particularly around human resources, marketing, uh, finance, IT, any of those areas would be areas where we'd love to have somebody help. And I would just reemphasize what you said is all of our, you know, service delivery, most of it, 99.9% is done through volunteers, which allows us to deliver free services to small business owners who are still maybe even 
maybe they haven't even started a business, but they're certainly usually pretty young uh, early on in their business. So it's a very cost-effective way to get guidance and, and mentorship. Isn't that right, Armando? Absolutely. And, you know, everything that everybody here has said is absolutely true. And, you know, having, you know, run a chapter, you know, it really is, SCORE chapters are an enterprise and they're, it's an enterprise run by entrepreneurs. So they know that, you know, we would need to do the quality of, of service and the quality of delivery of service. So we're very sensitive to the product and the quality that we offer to our clients. So we try to bring, you know, people who are truly committed, who are highly skilled, highly experienced. And, you know, the price couldn't be better. It's <laughs> no cost. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely. Well, I have a question for our roundtable. We'll go around the horn. Uh, maybe we'll start with Armando, because I think Dick already answered it, but I'd love to get another answer out of him. Think back to your many encounters with mentees. Do you have a favorite story of uh, a client you were working with and some amazing outcome, maybe unexpected, came out of it because of your working with that entrepreneur? And then I ask this to, again, reinforce why we do what we do, because there is such a reward in somebody coming to you for help, you delivering that help for free out of the goodness of your heart, and then seeing that help actually take effect and change someone's life. So Armando, do you want to start with, got a favorite? I do have a favorite and it's, it's my wife. So uh, at the, and I know because my wife is so talented and she's a force of nature. So people can't believe this, (laughs) but you know, um, leadership is not something that people step into easily. And so my wife was asked to run the Southeast Michigan chapter, uh, known as the Detroit chapter at that time. And she was very reluctant because it is a very difficult, you know, very intensive job. And so I said, well, I'll support you. And so, you know, my support actually entailed uh, running political interference for her. And as a consequence of that, you know, she actually facilitated, you know, the largest grant of any SCORE chapter in the country. It's still the model. And so, but it wasn't that I did the work, she did all the work, but I just ran the political interference and helped her stay focused. And so for me, that is like the biggest picture, the biggest experience that I've ever had with SCORE, with an entrepreneur. Yeah, and we as insiders in the chapter here know the full effect of her awesome work, her tenure. Uh, We're still feeling the positive effects of it. Um, Mark, you got a favorite story? You know, actually to that, um, listen to everything that that everybody's saying today. It's really interesting because one of the points that I want to make, and now we're, we're kind of focusing on that. It is volunteer, you know, uh, volunteer month that we're celebrating uh, that, that we've just come through and and we're looking forward. So we're kind of pitching here today a little bit to, to bring some new friends on board to work with us. And I think right to that, 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 is my favorite story uh, from score and really kind of threads the needle is that number one, looking at myself, and I would say to everybody out there that number one, when you're, you're looking at doing something like this is not to be intimidated that, that you don't bring enough to the table or you don't have what it takes to the, answer the various questions that are going to come across. Really, if you find one thing that you believe that you're good at and you believe could help others, you can grow it from there. 
uh, and you can even start as as a client. And that's kind of my experience. I started out with again with Score as a client. Then I came on board because I worked. I focused on being a workshop presenter, and I developed. And matter of fact, just came off that workshop heading into this podcast. And one of the individual workshop attendees. It's a perfecting your pitch workshop and it prepares people to pitch, whether they're pitching to um, whoever they're going to pitch, they have the opportunity to come on board and use us as the forum to practice it. Well, one of the individuals that had been coming to this workshop on a regular basis, she attended every one ultimately went on to win a $10,000 grant um, for a competitive pitch, uh, arena, if, if you will. And, um, it, she's a very highly skilled individual with or without that workshop, but she credited so much of her success or such a significant amount of her success to having the forum to pitch it, to pitch it, to pitch it again, which helped lead to that win that she now comes back after she's won the money and she now engages in the class helping others as they're making their presentation. So she came in essentially as a client. She found the value. She demonstrated the value in cash money. And now she's coming back and helping others to, to traverse the path that she's admitted herself. She's only a few more steps down the path than they are, but she feels compelled to turn around and come back and, and shine a light to, to where to step next, if you will. So I That's just, great. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And it's what truly makes it worth it. Amazing, amazing story. That's awesome. Uh, I'll share you with uh, one real quick, my favorite. Um, I have a client who was looking for some marketing help and, uh, was at least convinced enough that great marketing starts with great content, right? So she wanted to ask me, how do I use content to market? And her stumbling block was she hated to write. She hated to do things like MailChimp and social media. And so she said, I'm my own worst enemy. I, I can't do this. It's like you talk about massive writer's block. And my approach to mentoring, to kind of echo something Dick said earlier, is I never tell a client, a mentoring client, what to do. I only offer what to consider. And it's a huge difference between being a coach and being a mentor. And I just started asking her questions. I said, well, let's not focus on what you don't like to do. What do you like to do? And she started to talk about, I love to talk to people, but it's the pandemic. I can't get in front of people. Well, why do you like to talk to people? Well, because I can just kind of riff off the top of my head. And I feel like I can really make an impact when I'm delivering content that way. And I said, do you listen to any podcasts? She said, I love podcasts. I get so much out of podcasts. I said, would you ever consider that being your content platform? You'd never have to type a day in your life. And the bell rang and the light went off and she said, oh my gosh, let me try this. And not two weeks later, I get a really nice email that said, this has been life-changing for me. Um, I now see a path to my future. I've already recorded, I've taught myself how to podcast. This is a technology adverse person. Taught myself how to podcast. I've already done three episodes and I already got somebody calling me asking if they can hire me. So, I mean, that was just, I didn't tell her what to do. I didn't tell her how to do it. I didn't even tell her, well, here's where you go. I just told her what to consider. So those are my favorite stories. Um, and uh, Dick, I want to see if you have any more to share and then we'll go to you. I know you've only been mentoring for a few months, Val. So if there's been no aha moments, you could just share your favorite part about mentoring so far. But Dick, you got another favorite story to share with us? Well, I think you, Tom, you and Mark and Armando, you've really captured it. 
when you said, Armando, focus and confidence. I think the first thing you need to do is be sure that the person you're dealing with has the skills, the knowledge, and the ability to move forward. But once you've accomplished that, then your role is to help them, as, as you said, uh, structure how they're going to do it. And I have been amazed at people who, with extreme abilities who have lacked the confidence in themselves. Mm -hmm. And that little pat on the back and the encouragement is just set them loose. And, and, and then once that's happened, then your role, as you say, is to help them stay focused. It's easy for them to go off stream. And that's your ability as a mentor and as a score person is to keep that objective third party and keep them focused. And uh, I think that's there yeah. and you've got the answers. Yeah, great. Val, you have any quick anecdotes? So you've been mentor for how long now? Uh, I've been mentoring maybe about two months. I don't take a lot of clients because I'm focused on recruiting and onboarding, but I did take a couple. Mm -hmm. And so one of them is someone who is just brilliant. She's built out a wonderful application, great product, but she struggles with customer acquisition. Mm -hmm. My passion is sales and marketing. My background's in sales and marketing. And when I say sales, she cringes. So <laughs> it's a really good fit because I was able to help her look at sales in a different way. She thought of sales as bothering people or trying to convince people to buy from her. And she was very uncomfortable with that. So it was great to help her see sales as offering an opportunity for people and letting them choose whether or not they're interested. And so we worked on her pitch. She didn't really have a pitch. We worked on that. And I've actually got her cold calling now. And so oh. she is doing it. And she is shocked that she can do it. And I knew all along she could do it. And it was great to be able to see that progression in three short sessions. So, you know, that makes me feel really good that I can help people to feel better about sales because without sales, you don't really have a business. So. Yeah. I love that Val. And actually yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one of the most common questions I get as the marketing uh, mentor, subject matter expert. And um, I see a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs who are just getting started doing a ton of time, you know, spending a ton of time marketing. So they're on Facebook or Instagram and they're, they have emails going out, but they're not doing any kind of sales activity. Right in early on, stage zero or a stage one company should be spending 90% of their business development time on sales and not on marketing. People who are afraid of sales use marketing as a, um, uh, a, a avoidance behavior. So they don't have to make cold calls, right? Uh, they convince themselves that they're doing something. And I told a client that, and she said, I'll never forget. I said, you should be spending more of your time on sales than on marketing. She said, what's the difference? And so if you can explain that to someone, it wasn't so much for her that she was avoiding the behaviors. Now, maybe that'll come later. It was just not knowing that there's a difference, right? right? That sales is necessary. It's the lifeblood of your organization as one of our workshops talks about. Well, this is great. Um, we should probably get to our question of the day. And maybe since this is a roundtable format, we can all take a crack at it. So today's question of the day, and by the way, if you have a question of the day, you would like us to ask and answer our subject matter experts, please just, you can leave a comment anywhere on LinkedIn or Facebook. We'll find it. Uh, you can send us an email. You can uh, reach us at our website, which is semichigan.score.org. SEMichigan, of course, stands for Southeast Michigan. So hook us up there. So today's question of the day comes from Tom uh, of the SCORE podcast for Small Business Matters. That's me. I have a question and I want you all to answer it. So we have a list. Let's just imagine there's a listener right now to the podcast and they're intrigued by what we've said. They've uh, been entertained by um, 
Mark's travails with his puppy. Uh, so they got all the way to the end and they're thinking, should I do this or not? Like, should I join or should I not volunteer? What's your last closing pitch? What do you tell this person who's thinking, I, I don't know if this is for you. It sounds like it's for me, but I don't know. How do we get them over the finish line? I'll start with Val. You know, I have to say that I would encourage them to reach out to us and they can do that by going to the website uh, score.org and there's a place where you can click to volunteer or they can uh, reach out to us directly at score of southeastern Michigan by just googling that and I would say let's have a conversation. Maybe this is a great fit. Maybe this is exactly what they're looking for, but maybe it also isn't and that's a possibility too. Let's talk about it. We can I can ask some questions and we can figure out if this is a good fit and how they can fit in because we do have something for everybody who's interested in helping. Yep. Great advice. Yep. I mean, a phone call doesn't cost you a thing, right? And it doesn't, doesn't get you signed up either. Uh, Dick, what would you say? Last pitch. Okay. I'd say if you've made it to the end of this podcast, you've got a sense for the pride and the camaraderie that we feel for each other and for what we do. If that doesn't sell it, I don't know what else. Yeah. Great point. We'd, We'd be glad to have, you be a part of it. Uh, I think you'll be proud too. It's a great organization and you'll find it very fulfilling uh, if you'll just, you know, let yourself go and be honest with people, give them confidence. It'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. Just get yourself in the middle and let yourself go. Yeah. And I'm going to go next because what I was going to say came right on the heels of that, which is I'll borrow from a popular internet joke right now, which is maybe mentoring is the friends you made along the way. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with people saying, you know, such and such is the real such and such was the friends you made along the way. Um, when I interview mentee, or sorry, mentors and I ask them to tell me what they get out of it, they, it's always this pride in knowing they're helping, but always it's the people that they meet in the camaraderie amongst the, the tight knit group of mentors. So if you're looking to join something like that, that we have that to offer as well, camaraderie. Um, let's go to Mark. Yeah, you know, I would say from the perspective of somebody that's considering to be a mentor is uh, it it doesn't don't put yourself in an all or nothing commitment mindset. Um, One, you know, one of the biggest things that I learned and I'm going to go back and point at uh, Donna Hover Ojeda. Again, we've we're introduced to her as the as the chair of the Southeast Michigan chapter now down in Arizona. Uh, But it was don't you don't have to overwhelm yourself. Uh, find a place where you think you contribute. And it may be just self-improvement. Jump in on a workshop. Take a workshop that you think would benefit you in your everyday. If you're out there working, even if you're not, get into a workshop and get involved, participate in it. And it's going to warm you up to who we are. It's going to give you a peek behind the curtain. You're going to learn a little bit more about what it is that we do. And to that, I would add is, Use it as an opportunity to improve yourself, you know, use it as a self-improvement opportunity. Um, We've got a a gentleman that we did a podcast on cybersecurity just a couple of episodes back that I know for a fact that coming on board and doing the cybersecurity episode with us helped him hone his skills just a little bit more as it came to presenting his product. Now, of course, he wasn't selling anything, uh, but, you know, I mean, because it was because that's really not the mission of SCORE, 
But I know that he had a takeaway given that to the point that he's even uh, had discussions with Armando as it relates to trying to provide a little bit more of a cybersecurity workshop format. So you can, you can ease into it. You don't have to, you don't have to go both feet. You can come in one foot at a time and still be very successful and very helpful with the mission. Well said last, but not least Armando. Okay. Well, all of you have talked about confidence and I find it, I find it very interesting that very highly capable people, just like everybody here and people listening, you know, have a self-confidence issue. So what I would say is just dive into the deep end of the pool because <laughs> what you will discover in addition to yourself, because all of a sudden you'll realize how much more you know than the person you're mentoring, then the other piece is that you know, as you grow, you will discover that you have an incredible network that you can call on. 12,000 volunteers of any discipline anywhere in the country. Yeah. So yesterday, just as an example, you know, we have a farming and ranching community here. And so I reached out to the SCORE network. I discovered that there are 450 people who have farming and ranching expertise. And some of them are still consulting with the World Bank and consulting with big agricultural companies. So this is the kind of expertise that you will discover in addition to, as everybody here said, you will discover yourself and you'll discover how really good you are. Yeah, well, talk about a diversity of backgrounds and opinions. We got Mark saying, just dip a toe in and you grab a life jacket, and dive into the deep end. So you will have a diversity of opinion. Mark, uh, do you have a, a rebuttal? Absolutely. We got it. We got to retort to that one. Uh, Armando reminded me, and again, everybody who's listening, and I know that our listenership is beyond Southeast Michigan. We're, we're very uh, pleased here at the podcast to know that. I think, uh, you know, Tobago or something like that was, was our, our reach. I don't know. I'm, I'm kidding, but, but it's been pretty good. But from a Michigan perspective, and you know you're from Michigan if – you have friends visit from out of state and you take them up to uh, vacation on one of the lakes and you convince them that it is Michigan tradition that you all line up on the beach and have a headlong race to see who can get in the lake first. <laughs> and you start out running just as fast as you can. And then when you get about two steps away from the lake, you stop and watch them go headlong into the lake and come up out of 55 degree water going, what the heck did you just do to me? <laughs> it's like, well, you won, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So Armando, <laughs> you and me are bringing some friends in from out of state and by golly, we're going to have a good mm -hmm. time. I think there's a mentor uh, metaphor in there somewhere for mentorship. And I, I, I got to work on that, but Probably a good place to wrap. Dick and Val, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I think very informative. Um, yes, can't thank you guys enough for both being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you very much. And thank you to our listeners for listening to today's SCORE podcast. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur or a small business owner in the early stages of a business, this podcast is produced by SCORE to deliver information you can use to become a successful business owner. Join us again for another edition of our SCORE podcast. Thank you for listening to the SCORE podcast, where small business matters. For show notes, additional resources, and access to the tools discussed in this episode, please visit us at semichigan.score.org.